Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Word association with John MacArthur. I use the complete idiot's guide to the Bible. Unqualified. Why can't my kids come into the service? Because we have PG-13 services. Unqualified. That has a nice ring to it. Unqualified. It wasn't a compliment. Junior church has taken over. It's designed for elementary kids or junior high. Who doesn't feel unqualified? It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It's time to celebrate... This is Wretched Radio. Sure, we might have longed for a little bit more, but you gotta take a win when you see one. And we just saw one. Congratulations to the Southern Baptist Convention. Well done for offering the right foot of disfellowship to five, six churches in the Southern Baptist Convention that they do not believe, rightly so, are adhering to the Baptist faith and message statement of faith, leading the list of churches that are no longer in fellowship with the SBC, Rick Warren Saddleback Church. Congratulations, Bart Barber, you dark horse, you and everybody else involved in making a biblical decision and standing firm. Now, I know you might from an armchair quarterback the decision and say, why didn't they do it sooner? Why didn't they do it while Rick was still pastoring? Why didn't they do it when it was just three women instead of the teaching pastor who's the wife of the pastor who preaches from the pulpit? Yeah, I I, I guess we could we could do that, but I wasn't in any of the meetings. I don't know the circumstances. And so let's just take a win where there is a win and celebrate Jimmy I just nailed that you certainly did that was pretty good if you don't mind me saying so (laughs) like a blind knife that finds a squirrel in the drawer twice a day well done Southern Baptist Church Convention I do believe there are some positive implications from this number one the SBC who many thought were on the bubble and You can have that in-house debate if you'd like to. I'm not SBC, so I'm just looking from a distance. They took a step in the right direction. And, And I mean correct and to the right denominations that choose to get a little wishy-washy, start doing studies on the role of women in the church. The next thing you know, they're Methodists or Episcopalians or liberal Lutherans. Or Presbyterian. In other words, you just go liberal. It is always the women's issue that is the camel's nose under the tent to introduce liberalism into the church. And the SBC made a decision to say, no, we're we're not going to do that. And I say, well done. Furthermore, I do believe this will be an encouragement to pastors. Stay the course. In fact, not only to the pastors, I think this should encourage the SBC Not that we make decisions based on polling, but as we have seen over the last decade, the only churches that are growing, okay, there's two branches that are growing. Number one would be the wacky NAR sort of church. Unfortunately, the prosperity gospel keeps rolling along because it taps into that innate desire for more cash. It's growing Short of that, as far as Protestantism, evangelical Protestantism, the only movement that is growing are those that stay biblical. 
what what did we see with Heath Lambert down at First Baptist Fort Lauderdale? Which, by the way, um, Heath, if you're listening, you are a horrible emailer. I mean, honestly. I sent him a Jimmy. How long ago was it when Fort Lauderdale First Baptist decided Jacksonville? As, as the statement of faith <laughs> that was uh, what, three weeks ago, a month, three weeks. Yeah, ago. I sent him a note and I just said, "Hey Heath, I just I watched you do your Q and A. You were so pastoral. You were firm. You stood on truth, and yet you spoke truth in love." Well, I just got a response from him. Just got a response. Three weeks later. <laughs> Come on, preacher. What do you got things to do besides email? A doofus like me. The churches that are standing firm are growing. Heath Lambert's church, it didn't experience attrition when the media, what they're doing, taking interest in a Baptist church in Florida, I don't know. Oh, I do know because they try to make them look ridiculous and archaic and out of step with the times and unloving and mean and homophobic and whatever other word you want to slap on them. It didn't work. They're actually growing. Be encouraged, SBC. I st- Don't go looking for ways to boot people out. But when it's necessary, we got to stand firm. This is the time. I know the pressure is great to capitulate. I could write a worship song with that kind of rhyming. Actually, I could probably write a better than average worship song with that kind of rhyming. Stand firm. I believe that the Lord grows those churches. He blesses those churches. And even if he doesn't, and you do experience attrition for whatever historical reason inside of your local church, go down standing on the truth. So well done, SBC. Now you're wondering what's the S- uh, what is Saddleback going to do? Well, it looks like they're going to respond in their own time. I don't know why Rick Warren tweeted about this. He's no longer the pastor there. Nevertheless, he tweeted this. Friends worldwide, I'm so touched by your love. Kay and I love you back. We'll respond to hashtag SBC in all caps, our time and way through direct channels, our newsletters to 600,000 channel oh church leaders, daily hope radio broadcast, 1 million PDC alumni pastors list, 11 million social media followers. Huh? Why those details are included in there? Huh? And then it was Luke 2343, which I don't know what that has to do with the role of women in the church. So we'll wait and see. They can appeal it. Let's see how the SBC responds at that time. But in the meantime, can we not be cool in the gang just for a moment? I did it again. You did. I saw these guys in concert. Were they? With, with with Mrs. Friel, it was an outdoor affair. You could tell. It's not. Okay, if I remember this right. Oh, and sadly, I think I do. Cool, capital K-O-O-L. It's not the lead singer guy. His name is something else. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cool is in the band, the lead singer. You could tell he just wasn't pleased to be at the outdoor festival in St. Paul, Minnesota. I know it was on the it was on the the river at Harriet Island is where it was. It was an outdoor concert, which you couldn't do right now because, wow, Minnesota getting slammed with a little bit of snow. I heard about that when we were out walking in our shorts and flip flops. That's really 
I'm so sorry to all of our friends in Minnesota. Mm. Let's celebrate a good thing while we can. Now, just in case you're thinking, hmm, I think I'm going to miss Saddleback. I, I, I think that I'd still like to download some of the teaching that took place there. Do not be afraid because Rick Warren has actually announced that he is writing another book, which will be released soon. And I think that is very exciting. Apparently, Jimmy, I'm not sure. I've, I've just got this on rumor, which I totally made up. It's going to be a follow-up to the Daniel Diet book, which is the first book in the history of diet books where the individual who participated in the diet should have gained weight, like Daniel <laughs> and the boys. Well, I... I didn't read the book. I don't know exactly how you take a diet that increased the weight of the people who partook, but somehow it was a weight loss program. So I, I've heard that this is possibly going to be a follow-up to the Daniel Diet. Uh, Jimmy, I heard that there might be three different titles. Let's see if we can figure out which one it is. Okay. Uh, it would be the Eating Forbidden Fruit Fast might be the follow-up. <laughs> to it because it'd be the opposite you can live on bread alone and then of course you've got the eli fitness plan which well you know you might be able to fall backwards on a chair and not snap your neck if you're on this particular (laughs) fitness plan now if it is not a diet book it might it just might be something like stoning for life which I don't know how you get there either, but apparently the subtitle is how stoning your children will help them be stronger. Ah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that would be helpful. I'm not even sure this joke was worth trying, let alone beating (laughs) it to death like this. Uh, For instance, raising kids Aaron's way would be (laughs) strange. You don't mind me saying so? It, you know what? It, it could be something that helps you with your character. The faithfulness of Judas Iscariot would be <laughs> that would be really good. Marriage tips from the Samaritan woman. All potentials that were very excited. Or it could be a book. I think it's about. OK, it's actually called Created to Dream. The six phases God uses to grow your faith. Huh? In just maybe i bet joseph is involved somehow which sure <laughs> would be ironic because i gotta tell you initially that dream of his it didn't help him out very much nevertheless i'm sure that we'll hear from saddleback church from pastor rick warren and that will be telling this is a big deal this is a big deal the sbc remains the largest protestant denomination in america and remember The center of the universe is America. So the way that they go on this issue has massive implications. No matter what they do, Jesus will keep building his church. But wow, it would be great if the SBC just stands firm. Well done, all y'all. This is Wretched Radio. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives? That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing when she got here. It was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. There's a reason we talk so much about biblical counseling around here. It's because it works. Transformed, our biblical counseling series, hosted by Dr. Greg Gifford and Dale Johnson, has returned for season number two. As a matter of fact, you can find it available now at transformed.org. Transform season two demonstrates powerfully that the Bible has solutions for our emotional problems. Doctors Johnson and Gifford don't merely teach biblical counseling, they show biblical counseling in action. In season two, you'll meet Christians that are struggling with the same thing you likely are. Assurance, PTSD, anger issues, depression, discontentment, anxiety, self-pity, and much more. And you'll see with your own eyes that the Bible is sufficient for all of life, godliness, and our emotional challenges. Transformed Season 2. Available now at transformed.org. That's transformed.org. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Important dates in Christian history. Henry VIII's act of supremacy makes the king, not the pope, head of the Church of England. While Henry's concerns were largely political, his archbishop, Thomas Cranmer, worked to mold the Anglican Church into a thoroughly Protestant church. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hopefully you enjoyed cooling the gang. This is Wretched Radio. I guess I should have been able to twirl that second. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Turn it down! Are, you, are those... Psych ba- Scoob! Those bagpipes? <laughs> or an animal's being strangled violently. <laughs> One of the two. I can't tell the difference, frankly. This is Wretched Radio. Sorry, my bagpipe-loving friends, which apparently... Well, they're not friends anymore. Apparently, there are some people who love the bagpipes. In fact, last time, Jimmy... The last time you just trashed bagpipes all over the oh, wait, that was that was I who did the trashing of the bagpipes. I received some well, they were loving, but nevertheless, they were quite adamant 
the bagpipe, it's a noble instrument. In fact, one person told me it is the bagpipes that were played as men marched off to war. And I hated to inform them they weren't marching off to war. They were actually just fleeing this. Come on, men. We've got to get out of here. (laughs) I can't stand that screeching sound no more. Let's go uh, back in time to Scotland. Not with Alistair Begg. (laughs) Although, Jimmy, I, I sent the good pastor in Cleveland an email inviting him to participate in an event. Uh-huh. He hasn't he hasn't responded yet. You know what he's doing? What's he doing? You know. He's begging the question. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's begging the question. Does that joke ever get funny? <laughs> Does it ever get funny? No. No, no, it doesn't. Robert Murray McShane was a Scottish minister. Fascinating guy. He had a pretty short stint in the Church of Scotland in about the yeah, 1820-ish in that neighborhood. Only for about eight, nine, maybe 10 years, he was pastoring a church. But interestingly, a lot of people started getting saved in his church. You might actually call that a revival. And they they were responding well to his preaching. And he determined, I think I'm feeling called to be an evangelist. He died before he could begin those journeys. But it reminds me that there are actually three offices in the church. Do you know what they are? You immediately think of two, elder and deacon. But there is a third office, and that is the office of evangelist. And yet, isn't it fascinating? There are very few churches that actually have an individual in that office. Now, I'm not saying that it needs to be a full-time sort of thing, as you think about perhaps with the preaching pastor. But does your church have anybody focusing on evangelism? Robert Murray McShane. I hate to speculate about this, Jimmy. Uh-huh. The reason for his death? <laughs> Tell me. Death by bagpipe. <laughs> he was listening to this album in particular. Down he went. He, however, was an individual who had one of those rare gifts of saying very pithy, powerful, punchy, potent, we get the point, freel statements. So for your consideration, courtesy of Grace Gems, some quotes from this great Scottish preacher. If you're not familiar with Grace Gems, I encourage you to go to their website. We're not affiliated with it. We don't get kickbacks because, well, it's free anyway. Sign up, subscribe, and they'll send you an email like the one that I hold in my never-before-nicotine-stained fingers. Here's quote number one. The greatest need of my people. Jimmy, do you think I should stick with the accent? No. Nobody's listening anymore anyway. (laughs) Are are you kidding me? Scared them all away with you know what. The greatest need of my people. Now, he's speaking pastorally. Pastor, you might want to tune in a little bit if your ears aren't dripping blood right now. The greatest need of my people is my personal holiness. Take heed to yourself. Your own soul is your first and greatest care. Keep up close communion with God. Study likeness to him in all things. Pastor, I know the temptation. It's to be busy, busy, busy and do work for the Lord. And he is well pleased with that. But don't do it If you're neglecting your relationship, your walk with him, your personal holiness, that's what your people need. A a man can be a whiz-bang preacher, attract a crowd, but if his personal holiness is lacking, 
if his if his example and his model and his comportment are missing, uh, then it's a ministry that doesn't have the power that it could have. The greatest need of your people is your personal holiness. Now, this isn't the ideal motivation, but maybe that will jumpstart your time with the Lord, your personal reading of the Bible. You're praying just because you desire to commune with the Lord because your people need it. They need that from you. Robert Murray McShane. It is not great talents God blesses. So much is great likeness to Jesus. A holy minister is a powerful weapon in the hand of God. Now, this one is for all of us, but we'll keep it in the context of pastors. Live near to God. And all things will appear little to you in comparison with eternal realities. I wonder if that hasn't become a cliche that has caused us to overlook how we should be having a heavenly attitude. That we should be thinking about eternal things. That while this temple here on earth takes a bunch of knocks, it starts to break down. And by the way, if you're a young person, take advantage of your youthful fitness now. Do Work for the church. I'm saying, do the heavy lifting. Now, not the old guys. You. Because your body's really fit. And it's going to deteriorate. And you should be mindful of that. And enjoy it whilst you're young. Because there will come a day. Nobody escapes it. All of these people that are attempting to try to live forever and stay fit. I did a... Jimmy, it's the... Um, the it's... You're a fitness. Aren't you a personal trainer? Yes. Okay. This 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 muscle right here. This this one, right? It's your trap. I think it's your trapezius. Yes. I just okay. say trap. Okay. <laughs> I turned my head and yawned and pulled it. Okay. All right, fine. It's gonna happen to you too. I don't know what I did to it. I oh just ah. So I looked for videos. That helped me to like, how do you deal with that thing? And then other video, you need you watch a video and then other video, fitness videos, watch up. And I noticed there were a lot of like the things that just, it populates like how to be a muscle met, look, look like Mr. Clean in your eighties. What? What? Why do you want to look like that in your eight? I get stay healthy, dude. But it's this desire to stay young and pumped up. It's just not going to be possible for most of us. So while you got it, use it. Live near to God and then all things will appear to you in comparison with eternal realities. Live near to God. Think about heaven. Think about the afterlife and live in light of that. It will make these earthly things seem far less agitating. I'm just... Yeah, this is some personal experience, but nevertheless, sometimes anecdotes can be beneficial. I'm aware of what's going on for the most part. I know that our president, instead of going to Ohio, went to Ukraine, <laughs> which, hey, go to Ukraine. But hello, hello, the, the citizens you represent are hurting in Ohio. I know that's going on. Uh, let's see. There's there's some legislation that's stupid. I'm not thinking of one in particular. I just know that there is. I don't need to know the details, and I'm happier for it. I'm focusing more on the work of building Christ church, being aware, not unplugged, not disengaged, not walking around with your head in your sand, which physically you can't do. You either have your head in the sand or you walk around. The point is 
be thinking more about his kingdom, the kingdom of his Christ. That's the kingdom that he's building and that we should be participating in. Back to Robert Murray McShane. Lord, make me as holy as a pardoned sinner can be. Mm. Only an inch of time remains and then eternal ages roll on forever. How many millions of dazzling pearls and gems are at this moment hid in the deep recesses of the ocean caves? Now, we have a tendency to think of guys from Scotland, for instance. You think John Knox, the fighting Scott, the thundering Scott. Listen, listen, this is this is a guy in that heritage. How many millions of dazzling pearls and gems are at this moment hid in the deep recess, recesses of the ocean caves? Just so unfathomable oceans of grace are in Christ for you. Dive and dive again. You will never come to the bottom of these depths. Ah, oh, man, that's a good word. Especially, we're just we're just going to be releasing this. Uh, I think today. So you want revival, do you? You want revival in your own heart, perhaps. And maybe you're thinking, I can find that revival. The jumper cables are at Asbury University. The jumper cables are available to you right now. You just hook up to the word. Listen to preaching. And go to church and look around. You want to see the Holy Spirit active and working and pouring himself out? Don't look at the extraordinary. Look at the ordinary. Look at the people in your church, how they're changing, growing faithful after all of these years. And dive into the treasure chest of God's word and you will be revived. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Uh, today's news is full of surprises, or par for the courses. Let's start with something that'll make you go, oh, really? God is gay. God is a lesbian. God is trans. God is gender non-binary. God is straight. God is cisgender. God is black. God is white. God is Middle Eastern. Yeah, you heard that right. God is gay, lesbian, trans, and gender binary. <laughs> Not sure how we missed that all these years, but it's a good thing we finally found out. Now we can all sleep peacefully at night knowing that God is exactly like the rest of humanity. I wonder who plans on taking the task of rewriting the Bible. Yeah, you can't do that. And in other news, did you realize that men who identify as women in Canadian prisons could be violent and sex offenders? Huh. Not like they have a criminal history or anything. Wonder what the reason for all of this could be? Well, maybe, just maybe, it's got something to do with their past behavior, not their gender confusion slash dysphoria. But hey, as long as we keep pretending a person's gender choice is all that matters, the rest of the world is just going to be harmonious or something. And moving on, a high school student in, well, I'm not exactly sure where this is from, but this student has taken a stand against discrimination in his school. Um, despite the board's attempt to deny it, District 196 schools are quickly becoming a place where promoting activism is actually more important than promoting education. I'll take you back to my first day at RHS this fall. The principal came out and gave us a heartfelt speech about equality and standing together. 
Um, he began to list countless races, such as Latino, Asian, expressing how much they matter and how important they are. But never once did he mention a race or identity that reflects me. And the response of the school board, utter shock and amazement that anyone would speak up against their woke policies. It's almost like these educators have never heard the First Amendment. Don't worry about the student, though. He's leaving the district soon. And now good news for Tennesseans. A bill to ban sex change procedures on minors in Tennessee has advanced to the governor's desk. And as you might imagine, it hasn't gone over very well with those on the left. I mean, the very nerve of Tennessee lawmakers to try to protect minors from making irreversible lifelong decisions to mutilate their bodies. Don't they know 12-year-olds are old enough to make decisions that they'll never regret? More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. Nahum, whose name means the Lord comforts, brought a message of comfort to God's people and a prophecy against Nineveh. Nineveh was a powerful city, but they were no match for God. He punished them severely for their wickedness. When you see evil or are tempted towards evil, remember that there are only two possible outcomes, repentance or destruction. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hithy, punchy, and potent. This is Wretched (laughs) Radio. Why are you yelling? Huh? Why are you screaming? I'm not screaming. What are you doing? I'm just talking normally. (laughs) Okay, okay. What do you you think? I'm being too loud or something? A little bit. Wait a second. I think I know why. Ah. (laughs) 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 Ah. I'll just dial it back. Let's return to Scotland, shall we? I want to go there. I was there for like eight hours, and I'm not kidding. I I don't even think... Did we even spend the night in Edinburgh? We went there, courtesy of Ray Comfort at Living Waters. We were doing a tour of the reformer land sites. The, 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 the land sites. No, the, is that what they're called? The, where, where it's like a statue of a reform, where they grew up and did their business. Landmarks. That's the <laughs> landmarks we're <looking> for. <laughs> Although in Edinburgh, oddly enough, uh, the, um, the land site in which John Knox is buried. It's a parking lot now. They covered it up. It's like stall number 42. where They've got a little plaque on top of it. So if your timing is right when you're in Enbera and you pull into the right parking lot, you might be able to park right over the grave of a great Protestant reformer. That was everything we needed to know about the direction that Scotland was taking. That was that whenever that happened, and it had to have been about 20 more or more years ago, you knew that Scotland was teetering, that Presbyterianism was on the wane. Now, there are pockets there. There are some brothers that are doing some really good work in Scotland. And someday I'd love to go back there. We just trained from London, I think. I know I sound like, what, were you on drugs or something? No, I was without food, and we were just (laughs) running like crazy. And we zipped up to Scotland, had the chance to be on the Miracle Mile. Yeah, that's what they call it. No, the Wonderful Mile. What's the Miracle Mile? At a shopping center or something? No, that's in (laughs) Chicago. No, that's the goal. (sighs) It's in a land site someplace was where... 
The Miracle Mile happens to be walking down those lovely cobblestone streets and happened to have the privilege of stepping into the pulpit of John Knox, who would finish his church service, and then he'd go outside to preach to the masses who wouldn't darken the doorstep of a church. In other words, he was an evangelist at heart, too, and so was Robert Murray McShane. He wanted to see people saved. He had that burning in his belly. And I would like to encourage you, if you have an evangelistic fire inside of you and you have the gifting for it, it could be that your church should appoint you to the office of evangelist. I know this sounds radical, but it is biblical. Paul identifies three offices. There is the elder office, the deacon office, and the office of evangelist, somebody who's going out, organizing the teams, equipping the saints, doing whatever can be done in the context of that local congregation, hopefully to the people in their local community. Not far away. You, you, figure out an evangelistic ministry, where your church is. Why? So you can invite people into your church so that you can say, We'd love to have you be a part of our worship service. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. Won't you join us on Sunday? How can we serve you? Do you have a burning desire to see unregenerated sinners saved? Maybe you should be appointed to the office of evangelist. Robert Murray McShane died right before he was going to go out. If Christ justifies you, he will sanctify you. He will not save you and then leave you in your sins. That's true. Now, be careful, because you think sanctification is complete. Not on this side of the veil. But he's going to, he is sanctifying you. Now, this is anecdotal also, but I got a lot of these. I'll receive emails from people who say, I'm not sure that I'm saved. And I'll respond and ask, do you see any fruit in your life? Any fruit? Well, you know, not really. I mean, I don't look at porn anymore, swear, and I don't get angry like I used to. That's the fruit, right? There's going to be some. Now, be careful that you don't think that nagging, besetting sin is disqualifying you. The key is that it does nag. It does beset, and you want it cast off, and you're in the battle. That means the Holy Spirit is at work in you and not abandoning you. Study universal holiness of life. Your whole usefulness depends on this. Now, this is now for the pastor. For your sermons last but an hour or two. <laughs> two. Charlie going, getting a little windy <laughs> in the pulpit these days for you? Not windy enough. Now, is he too short? No, no, he's he's about right what he should be. But Oh, I see. So you know what that magic number is. Please do tell. What is the correct length for a sermon, Jimmy? What is the correct length for a yes. sermon? 45 minutes. Why do you say that? Why? Um, Because that's that's what feels about. Oh, I see. Fe- yeah, feel. So feel. churches should be run based on <laughs> Jimmy's feel- feelings. No, I see. I'm talking about people holding people's attention. Okay, but, now but, wait a second. Now there is, you don't make a law on this either way, but the your kids, their attention span isn't as long as yours. That's true. Now what if they say it feels like it should be 20 minutes? Yeah. Huh? Oh, what do you say then? Feelings Driven Hicks. (laughs) Tell them that I'm the authority. That wouldn't be a bad book. Feelings Driven Hicks. (laughs) 
Let's work on it. it, it, it let's work on that a little bit. <laughs> Something about dreams and fasting and dieting. Yeah. Maybe if you could work that in there, <laughs> too. The statistic that I just heard. Okay, you're going to groan when you hear this. And I join you in that chorus, but... I think there's something here that needs to be pondered. Was just working with Ethan. He's a part of the ministry here. He does. He just does so much with our social media stuff, the YouTube videos, etc. And he's a sharp young man. And we were talking about YouTube Shorts. These are 30 to 60 second long videos. And apparently just people are just devouring these because they're so pithy and they're so consumable. And he was doing some research on it because we were pondering, should we participate in that? What would be the point? Can you really get anything done in 30 seconds? That's substantive. And he said 45% of Gen Z or X, Y, whatever the letter is, he's 45% say that watching a YouTube video longer than 60 seconds, this is the word, is stressful. Really? Mm-hmm. It's stressful. Now, I'm not going to laugh at that. Okay, I have to admit, I was like, what? Stressful? Yeah, that's surprising. Okay, but if you got 45% of young people saying that watching a video for 60 seconds or more is, is stressful, we really should ask why. And you can't help but go back to social media. In fact, I was just, uh, it was, was it Breakpoint without Chuck Colson? Talking about why is it, Oh, who wrote this? I know who wrote, they were writing an article. Of, oh, uh, it, uh, <laughs> huh? I can't remember the name. Maybe this will help. No, that never helps. It was an article about why this. It was Ross Duthat. That's who it was. The Orthodox, the Eastern Orthodox writer. This was in the New York Times, and he really laid the short attention span of the next generation at the feet of social media and they're feeling like they are detached and not involved in community. Pretty much social media was his conclusion. He cited some sources, but we really should be pondering, okay, our kids, yeah, short attention span is one thing, but they find watching a video for more than 60 seconds to be stressful. <sighs> How are they doing in their homework? Are they able to read books anymore? Are they able to engage in long conversations? Are they able to just sit still? Are they able to wait for the bus without looking at something electronic? And, and mom and dad, I think this is an endeavor that's worthy of our time, that we try to sort this out because... It's not good for them. It just isn't. That's that's not a good thing. Stressed out that because of the hyper pace of this generation, because it's just swipe, 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 was sitting next to a woman. She happened to be about, if I had to guess, about five, six months pregnant at the deli the other day. And she's looking at her phone and she's just, just and I thought, you can't even see that. And I'm not even sure it mattered to her. It was just, ah, oh, the electronic, ah, oh, the electronic. How long can they pay attention to preaching? How long can they listen? This is why you got youth pastors. Okay, look, everybody, just try to put down your phone for just a second. Just, just take a minute here because 
That's all he's got. Now, is this a total screed on electronic media? No, but we should at least be aware of it. And maybe with your own child, try to get in there and figure out what stressful. Let's that's just synonym. It's scary to them. It's it's a challenge to them to watch something for 60 seconds. We used to make jokes about that. They can watch TV for eight hours. Well, apparently now they can't even watch a video for 60 seconds without being stressed out. Imagine how long they'd be able to listen to this. (laughs) We'll continue with Robert Murray McShay next on Wretched Radio. For your consideration, not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church, the Masters Academy International, training men in Los Angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines. Not just any Bible, MacArthur Study Bibles to believers in TMAI-trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send? How many seminaries you might support overseas? To learn more, visit wretched.org slash pastor, or if you like the Bible sending idea, wretched.org slash Bible. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. Now, I know if you're like the majority of people who listen to Wretched, you find yourself sometimes wondering, why do I listen to this? No, you find yourself sometimes wondering, what is going on at Wretched? If you're not already signed up for the free Wretched newsletter, that's your answer. Just go to wretched.org slash newsletter and sign up and you'll get monthly emails letting you know exactly what's going on at the ministry. From release dates to new resources, teaching on tough theology, topics, you're instantly eligible for free resource giveaways, and even Tons haircut and gym schedule. No, that's not true. But you will find out absolutely everything you need to know about Wretched. Just sign up at wretched.org slash newsletter. And while you're there, if you're not already a Wretched Gospel partner, head over to the donate page. That's wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania has 106 clubs. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Revelation. 
Is the Bible really God's Word, or is it just a collection of human ideas? Here are a few words the Bible uses to describe itself. Perfect, God-breathed, authoritative, without error, the Word of the living God. The Bible is God's inspired and trustworthy Word to humanity, through which He makes Himself known and continues to draw us to Himself. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. If Jimmy would focus, we might make some ground. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, I've got a slew of Robert Murray McShane. How many is a slew? Uh, probably about 50. <laughs> oh, that, that is The a slew. dude was pithy. There is, these days in Twitterland, you got to have that. It's got, you know, some sting to it. That is a particular gift when it comes to writing. Robert Murray McShane in the 1800s, he had it. Study useful holiness of life. Your whole usefulness depends on this. Seek to be made holier every day. Be as much as you can with God. I declare to you, said the dead Presbyterian, that I had rather be one hour with God than a thousand with the sweetest society on earth or in heaven. All other joys are but streams. God is the fountain. That comes from a psalm. All of my fountains, they, they come for everything that is good, bubbles up from you. This is a man who loves spending time with the Lord. Maybe this is a challenge for all of us. If your private quiet time has waned, and like, Jimmy, I'm down to like 74 hours every morning with my private quiet time. Wow, that's fun. I, but I got to tell you, it's just getting really hard to take a picture of my open Bible with a coffee cup next to it. You know, different <laughs> angle every day. Because yeah. <laughs> I just want to encourage people that I'm spending time in the Word. Maybe we need a little bit of a jump start, and maybe Robert Murray McShane can provide it when he reminds us that's the sweetest thing you can do all day. And it's really going to be the most helpful thing you can do all day. Remember what Luther said? He wasn't a Presbyterian. Luther said that I've got such a busy day today. It's packed. I'm paraphrasing and translating from German. It is so slammed today. I better spend four hours in prayer instead of three. Whatever it was. It's like he knew that in order to get the day's work done well, he needed to fill his tank. For him, it was in the morning. Back to Robert Murray McShane. You will never find Jesus so precious as when the world is one vast howling wilderness. Then he is like a rose blooming in the midst of the desolation, a rock rising above the storm. And this is a theme that he was on regularly. Don't be deceived. Don't be scared. Don't feel abandoned when things are difficult. The Lord isn't just observing it. He's in it. This is what he does for his children. Quote, your affliction, they may only provide that you are more immediately under the Father's hand. There is no time that the patient is such an object of tender interest to the surgeon as when he is bleeding beneath his knife. So you may be sure if you are suffering from the hand of a reconciled God, that his eye is all the more bent on you. Are you perhaps thinking, woe is you, the Lord has forsaken you and abandoned you? Let this word from Robert Murray McShane do a 180 on your thinking. You're born again. You've repented and put your trust in Jesus Christ. You are not abandoned. You can't, you just can't be abandoned. You can't. 
When Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, if you are in him, he can't. He is bound by his word. He made the promise. He keeps it. Now, is it easy to be in a season of sorrow? No, of course it's not. But you can also know that he's in it and he's near and his tender affection Said a Puritan, tender affection. You mean they spoke warmly about the love of God in Christ Jesus? Yes, they did. They, 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 they understood the necessity of realizing that God is indeed near and that he cares for his children and for you. And now in this, you need to spend time with him, not asking for him to speak to you or giving you some sort of sense or a buzz or a feeling, or you see something on your tea bag that says, ah, it's Scottish tea. That means I need to move to Edinburgh. No, that's 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 not the way to hear. But ask the Lord, Lord, you've got me in you've got me in this. I'm in this because this is where you want me. What do you want me to know? Help me to get it. Help me to read the word and study it. Help me examine my heart, see if there's any unconfessed sin in me. Robert Murray McShane, pithy, punchy, potent. It is a sure mark of grace to desire more. That's a good word. That I, I'm getting that from Mike Abendroth. By the way, those books that we promised to send out for free, they'll be coming soon. If you are one who struggles with assurance, we offered you a, it's a free book. Uh, Jimmy, do we still, better, better check this before I open up my Yammer. I, I, I don't know that we're making the offer. Maybe, would you just go to wretched.org slash assurance and see if we're still offering that book? Only if you really do struggle with assurance. Only, this isn't a free book distribution. This is only if you struggle with assurance. And in the, in the preamble, the introduction, the Puritans and Mike Abendroth, they focused on not how I'm doing in my battle with sin as much as, now you want to look at that, that battlefront, but more than that, do I desire victory over sin? It's not how much I'm reading my Bible, it's how much do I desire to read my Bible. Now, if that desire is waning, that's, that's a danger sign. I'm not saying you're not saved. It is a danger sign, though. That that you're 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 really needing to start participating in your sanctification. It is not monergistic; it is synergistic, and you need to get on it. But the point of the preamble in that book called Gospel Assurance is, it's not so much looking at how you're performing as your desire to perform. I don't love God enough. Do you desire to love Him more? Yes, that's a good sign. Jimmy, is that that link still up and going? It is. All right, take your chances. Wretched.org slash gospel assurance. God will either give you what you ask or something far better. He doesn't just say no. He gives you exactly what you need that's even better. You say, I really need a car. And you don't get one. And you're still on foot. That's better for you. Doesn't feel like it, but it must be. Because God only does good things for his children. The Christian is a person who makes it easy for others to believe in God. That's true, isn't it? But you got to know, don't forget, even, even though you're nice to a, we'll just use the word, wild dog or swine, um, they can still attack. 
niceness doesn't necessarily overcome that. But if God is working on somebody and you're nice and you're kind and you're loving and your tone is warm and it doesn't feel like you're out to get somebody, um, you just remove some stumbling blocks. From Robert Murray McShane, there is nothing a natural man hates more than prayer. Hates it. Do you hate prayer? Or do you, like many of us, say, well, no, I don't hate it. I'd like to do more of it, but it's just so hard. I get it. Pray. You want to start praying more? Start praying more. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. You want to pray more? Pray more. And you're going to pray more. Uh, Good help for this. Okay, if you're going to the website, wretched.org, face-to-face, praying the scriptures by Ken Boa, mega helpful. Robert Murray McShane, if I could, oh, this is one of my favorites. You got to remember, you got to remember this quote. Are you afraid right now? Bills, health, kids, family, work. If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies, yet distance makes no difference. Jesus is praying for me. Whoa. That is worth remembering, and it's pithy enough that we can do that. Do not fear the face of man. Remember how small their anger will appear in eternity, whether they get saved or damned. It will be like, that was nothing. Just as the roots of trees make firmer hold when they are contending with the wind, so faith takes firmer hold when it struggles with adverse appearances. Have you noticed a theme with this guy? Now, I grant you, these have been gleaned by Grace Gems, gracegems.org. Go there, subscribe. They'll send you these types of things every single day for free. The theme in these is that this man is, is concerned that you're struggling, and he realizes that it can be confusing when you are in a tough season, and he speaks as a shepherd, lovingly, encouragingly, pointing us to Jesus. May I ask, are you hearing preaching like that? When you go on the internet, social media, to listen to preaching, are you getting stuff that actually is a balm to your soul? It is great to learn tons of theology. It is great to hear sermons that parse the Greek language. But if you're not hearing preaching that ever is is a comfort that really gets to your heart and helps you to love Jesus more, to feel secure in his, I'll just use a word that the Puritans in the Bible uses, in his love, then you got to change your diet a little bit because Robert Murray McShane, Jesus, Paul, Peter, every inspired writer would have you be comforted by the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And that is done through his word, through preaching of the word. So please, if you're parched right now, may I ask you to examine your diet? And until tomorrow, go serve your king.